seriously popular. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What are you wearing? What am I, what am I wearing? Uh, what, are you wearing on, what are you wearing on your bottom half? That's, that's none of your business. Well, you know, you know why? There is a reason for me asking, which I was thinking this morning when I was getting ready. It was a bit chaotic in this house, um, school run, etc. And I was late in from Nottingham Forest last night, so I woke up feeling a bit, a bit weathered and a bit grumpy. And um, it's, I suddenly realised about five minutes before we started that I still had my pajamas on, or my pajama bottoms on, because we do this. This is a podcast that we do every Thursday from home. We do our Monday one together in a studio in London, and it suddenly struck me that you could just do this podcast wearing your Wearing anything you wanted, really, on your bottom half. Couldn't yeah. you? Could be naked, swi- I've, swimming trunks. Yeah. I've got, I've got pajamas. My, in truth, I've got my boxer shorts on. I don't have to. I don't have to show you that. I'm in a hotel room. Have you in, actually, in Glasgow? Yes, I have. Yeah, got boxer shorts. <laughs> but, but, but what, you see, I couldn't do that because because I wouldn't feel professional enough. I've got to feel like I'm dressed for action. What tickled me though is that you wear pajamas. <laughs> we've had, we've had this conversation before. Of course, I wear pajamas. How many? How many people actually wear pajamas? I think men of a certain age wear pajamas, and you are of a certain age. So, especially where you live, you must get cold in the night. I mean, if you got central heating in no, the farm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you must no, get cold have, in yeah. the night in yeah, Norfolk. We have heating. We have heating in Norfolk. Or do you just cuddle? Is that the way you do it? Just cuddle to keep warm. I wear pajamas. I've got about five pairs. Pajama bottoms and a t-shirt. Which are your, which is your, your which which are your favourite pair? I've got a super pair at the moment, orange orange and orange and white stripes. I look like an extra from the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> anyway, I want to pick, I want to ask you something. Um, are you are you okay today? In a good mood? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm a bit down on sleep. Got back from Forest about two o'clock. A little bit down on sleep, but I'm okay. The only reason I'm I'm saying that is I saw. I saw on your Twitter feed last night that you'd uh, you, you'd thrown out a really angry tweet uh, to the really irate. I'll, I'll read it out to you, and then you can you can respond. Having an FA Cup draw with half the tie still to be played is just stupid, brainless, ignorant, embarrassing. Any other such words? You got any any more words? Anything else you want to get off your chest? I'm, st- I'm still I'm still I'm still annoyed about that. I'm still annoyed about that, and I, and I know that deep. I know that deep down, you will be too, because you're a football traditionalist like myself. Having an FA Cup draw be, when half of the fifth round games have not even been played is 
is is is disgraceful. I mean, I don't want to sound like an angry old man because there are bigger problems in the world, but it is a bit stupid. It's a bit stupid. It's obviously all for television, etc. It's I get stupid, that. and and I I agree with what what you what you say, but I'm just not I'm just not as angry as you are. I was sitting at. I'm not angry about it. I'm not angry about it because I'm because you know why? Because I'm you a little bit angry. amused. I'm a little bit immune to all that nonsense these days because there's so much of it in football. So many, you know, we could go over them all, FA Cup semifinals at Wembley, blah, 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 blah. Lots, you know, kickoff times, daft kickoff times. We, we know how it works. Um, but that is particularly self-defeating, is it not? And I know that you, I know that you agree with me deep down. Anyway, one thing that has... Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not angry. One thing that has cheated me this morning is that my daffodils are up. My daffodils are through, which always, you, you know... always you got something it always. It always makes me smile when the daf- when the first daffodil breaks in breaks into flower on the border at the front of my house, and they're out this morning. Although I do have, I do have a bit of an issue. Actually, now that we've mentioned it, some of the listeners might be able to help with this. So, some of my daffodils have started to come up blind. Do you know what that means? Well, they don't flower. Yes, exactly. So they come through, but they don't flower. And what I want to know is when that happens, as annoying as it is, is that the end of that particular daffodil? Should, is that one just got to go, pull it out, start again? Or if you leave it in, cut it back for next spring, is there a chance it'll come up and flower next year or was it always going to be blind? So anyone, any gardeners out there? If, my, if Monty Dom, is, was it Monty Dom, is it? Is, yeah, I normally ask my dad, yeah. the, I normally ask my dad for this type of uh, life advice, gardening advice, and he always has an answer, but he hasn't got an answer on this one. He doesn't really know doesn't really know. So there we go. Blind daffodils, what to do? Kill or give them, give them another chance for uh, for next season. Now, something else that actually makes me cross, well, not make me cross, something on, on, on Twitter and on social media, people have this, or some people have this habit of going, fun fact. They go, fun fact. And then they, and then they state something that isn't, is a fact, but isn't overly fun or, or fun fact. Well, that, but that's an opinion. That's, so that's, I've got your, a fun that's fact. your opinion. Go on, go on then. I've got a fun fact. I've got a fun fact. My fun fact is that Bruno Fernandez, easy for me to say Bruno. I've got a speech impediment, a little bit of a speech impediment. Bruno Fernandez um, has never missed a game for Manchester United through injury. Now that's a fun fact. Given that, given that he's often dismissed as a bit of a charlatan, never missed a game through injury. That's That's impressive. Is it though? I think that's quite. I was, I was surprised by that. He's been at the club three or four years yeah, yeah, now. No, I, said, so I, I said that. I said that's 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 impressive. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna not gonna get the kids in from the garden to to tell them that. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's that. You know, it's it's good. But I mean, I'm not. It is impressive, but it's you know, he's not been injured. Good for him. Well, that's well. That's kind of the point. So, like I say, I was at Forest last night, and afterwards, Everton Hag was unusually um, vexed. By something, and it was about some of the commentary that tends to surround Fernandez. Uh, first of all, he claimed that Forrest had been kicking him all night yesterday, which I didn't really see myself. And um, was welcome to that opinion. But what was really annoyed him was that this um, people had been suggesting, particularly on social media, that Fernandez had gone down easily. I think after a challenge in the Fulham game at the weekend, it's and he a went diver. on a bit of a Bruno is a yeah, is yeah. A diver. but but he went, but yeah. Let's, we've been there. Let's not go there again. At Ten Hag's point is that Fernandez has been playing with an injury, played with an injury on Saturday, played with an injury last night, apparently, and said, and this is a quote, he has a very high pain threshold and shows leadership 
And it did make me think, and it also made me chuckle. Um, one thing I didn't think I would hear this season was somebody trying to paint Bruno Fernandes as some, as some kind of warrior um, when essentially most of us have spent a couple of years thinking he's a very good player, but not a warrior. Yeah, um, but, you know, obviously he's got a, a, a bit about him, hasn't he, uh, Hasn't he, uh, Bruno? So, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know where you're sort of going with this. <laughs> I just thought it was amusing. I'll tell you what is interesting. And he's and he's true. He is the he is the best player. He played he played well he played well last night at a time when there has been some commentary about how hard some Manchester United players are trying. Um, Alan Shearer was tucking tucking into Marcus Rashford again last night on commentary. I noticed. I didn't think Rashford was too bad myself. Um, but at a time when there had been question marks over United players' commitment, you can't question Fernandez from that point of view. And I do sometimes wonder ahead of. Um, what looks likely to be a very difficult Manchester derby for them on Sunday, where they would actually be without Bruno Fernandes. Um, I mean, I, I understand that. I mean, we, we've we've had the captaincy debate. Should he be a Manchester United captain? I don't. I don't think so. Um, you know, I suppose the issue they have is is are you know are there better candidates out there? But you know, the, the stuff you say about them being committed. And I suppose, in, you know, in many respects, having having had a bit of time uh, to think about that, a lot of players, when they have the slightest injury, uh, you know, use that as an excuse to pull out and and, and fair play for for Bruno, you know, for for sort of getting on with it uh, in that respect. He doesn't he doesn't doesn't shirk responsibility, and I suppose that's a big thing, but. You know, I don't think we should be getting too excited about that. I think that that that's what you'd expect from most players. Not time to get not time to get the bunting out. And we'll throw this question at you. Just popped into my head. Apologies, I haven't pre-warned you on this one. Would he get in Man City's team? Uh, would he get in Manchester City's team? Um, no. Get on the bench, wouldn't he? He'd get, get on, on the bench, the, wouldn't he? Yeah, but he, he, he wouldn't because you probably couldn't see. You probably, you probably couldn't say that about many United players. What on the bench? to get onto the bench. No, you, you couldn't say that many Man United players would get anywhere near the Man City team. I think he would. I mean, they, I mean, these debates always come up. You, you, you know, you think of the, the Manchester City, uh, you know, options in midfield and, you know, De Bruyne, Rodri, uh, Silva, Foden. I don't think Bruno's better than any of those. He's a really clever player, though. He's a really, really clever player. And he's a lovely passer. He's a lovely passer. He, yep. But but that but that but but uh, and I'm not uh, and I'm not disputing that uh, you you know I, I'm not but you know given a straight pick with the four players I've uh, I've mentioned what well, uh, I, I I don't know I mean it's it's a debate to be had and everybody has their own preference and I'm not trying to you know dig Bruno out for that but Manchester City you know they are they are absolutely elite Bruno is a it, you know is an excellent footballer you, you've made some you know really good points about him, but I don't think you know, he'd get into the, that Manchester City midfield ahead of the players I've mentioned. I think he's one of those, you'd get to the end of the season if he was at Manchester City and look back and realise that almost without noticing he'd played 20 games or he'd made 20 appearances, kind of on and off the bench, the odd start, etc. Anyway, interesting thought, just one I had while we were chatting. Now, someone who is in that Manchester City team and will be in the team um, for the derby on Sunday is Kevin De Bruyne, who's back from injury. Um, 32 now, De Bruyne. I can't believe that when I look when I look at this point. People get older. Yeah, we do, um, and I know it. He's um, he's been at City for nine years now. He said in um, he said uh, in the media this morning. He was interviewed after the Luton 
uh, FA Cup destruction of Tuesday night. And he said this morning that he's been surprised at how good he has been having come back from that long-term hamstring injury. Knowing De Bruyne a little bit, I, I, I'd imagine he said that in a very modest way. Those those quotes sound... Why, why, why is he so good? Why am I so good? <laughs> he said, why am I so successful? He's, um, he's, uh, he, why am I so modest? Um, I think his point is that he was... Do you like that, Ian? Do you, do you like that bit of self-praise? Are you... I've always that? liked my heroes to be, um, to be, to be talented and modest. I must admit, I've never liked. As a kid, I was never a huge fan of sports stars who, you know, I'd rather have Gower than Botham, for example. That's just one that pops in, in into my head. You know, I'd rather have had a Gower than a Botham. Somebody did all this talk on the field and Gower not so much. Gower off. couldn't bowl. You know what I'm saying, though, in terms of personalities. But then again, confidence, you can't buy it, can you? So if, you know, if you're a Manchester City fan and you're hearing Kevin De Bruyne say that he's been surprised at how good he is since he came back from six months out, then that's music to your ears. I'm not certain. I, I, yeah, in, so, in some ways, do you know what? At 32, I think he can pretty much say what he likes. Well, you've, you've had the, you know. Yeah. No, what yeah, were you, what, had, what were you like? Were you um, a serious question? Well, 32, serious, no, serious question. Serious question. What what were you like in terms of your self confidence? Did you talk a good game and and feel differently, or did you not feel a need to put on that front when you were playing? Uh, when I when I was younger, I think I was absolutely full of it, uh, self self confidence, um, which was really important. Oblivious to really important, I, I think for me, oblivious to anything uh you know from the outside as i as i got older uh yeah i i used to i you know i, I didn't really ever talk about uh, myself and and when i performed well blow my own trumpet i always felt that was for other people to do i i i always felt you said you you and because you know we've laughed and joked about kevin de bruyne why is he so good and he, he, you know him saying that i think you set yourself up you can you can set yourself up for a fall and, and and you know that's that's the biggest thing do you're talking on the pitch and in fairness to de bruyne he, you know he he has oh, absolutely you've said to me before that you were an avid reader of everything that was written about you um, which back in the day would have been in, in the newspaper. All the nasty stuff in, from your lot. No, you, you you said that to me though. You used to read everything. You used to like seeing yourself uh, on the on the back. Page. Yeah, and I used to like. I used to love. I used to love it buying the buying the newspapers name up by you know back page headlines and uh, you know that used that used to make me feel good. But then but then uh, I didn't like the the opposite side when you were criticised. When it, when it's negative, so I, you know, I, I went from uh, you know absolutely loving the adulation to being a big baby, and you certainly need to be you you need to be somewhere in between, don't you? And did that develop as you get older? As you got older, or did you or did you always well, it, remain it, a bit it, of a big baby? It developed because I didn't I didn't like I did I didn't like the sort of negativity, and then I just thought you know I had a. Um, Sort of uh, a, 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 a not not a great opinion about some of you lot. And yeah, you're some a bit of the of a, writers. You're a bit of a sulky. I used, to, I used to sort of yeah, nail you to everybody. You're a bit of a sulky. F- Hold that thought. We'll be back right after this. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, Liverpool at Forest on uh, Saturday. Um, Forest, um, just looking at my notes, one uh, one win from 11, um, um, is their run at the moment. I didn't think they would improve when they sacked Cooper and hired uh, Nuno, and they haven't. Um, we've actually got a poll running on Spotify that we started on Monday in terms of who our listeners might think will go down if we presume that Sheffield United and Burnley will go, who will go down with them. Everton, Nottingham Forest and Luton were the ones that we that we put up. It's changed a little bit since then because Everton have had um, uh, a handful of their deducted Premier League points back. So all of a sudden they're looking a little bit safer. But even so, our poll, which is still running, it's still got three days to go. You can still vote in it on Spotify. Um, Luton are the favourites at the moment on the poll with 42%, but Forest are not far behind with 38% of the vote, which I think indicates... um, a little about how they're carrying a uh, they're carrying a greater goal threat, aren't they? I, they didn't score last night, but but you know I don't know how to, how much attention you pay to stats, but but they have in 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 recent weeks they've carried a, a greater goal threat. So whether that's whether that's whether you you want to deem that as improvement, whether you're looking at you know just just straight on on points with Cooper, points with Nuno, um, he had he had, um, he had a one year and. Um, uh, Alanga and Arigi all in his starting lineup last night, which I thought was relatively brave. Um, I think Liverpool will have players back on Saturday. That seems to be the vibe that Salah, um, Nunes, and Zobazlai may well be back. Certainly, the two forwards I would expect to play. That will improve them hugely. Now, I want to ask you something here about Liverpool's schedule. Up, you know up and coming, forthcoming schedule. They've got, they're alive in four trophies, four competitions, well, they've won one of them, Carabao Cup. So they're still alive in three others, which we know. I think that FA Cup draw, quarterfinal away at Manchester United, I think that is bad news for Liverpool, not just because it's a difficult game, but it's another another emotional, energy-sapping game that they don't necessarily need. They've got Manchester City coming up in a, in um, 10 days' time as well. But I want to ask you something. Going for four trophies or three more trophies, do you expect that to... Um, do you expect Liverpool to drive forwards on the back of adrenaline and emotion and motivation? Or will all the games, all the pressure, all the expectation catch up with them and did he fall off a cliff? And I'm asking you particularly because you were in that situation with Celtic 
uh, 20 years ago, the 2002-2003 season, when you lost a league, sorry to remind you of it, but you lost a league on the very last day of the season by one goal. You lost in the final of the uh, UEFA, UEFA Cup. And I think you also lost the League Cup final that year. Um, how does it feel when you were when you get to the final furlong and you've got games thick and fast, the pressure, the emotion of trying to win everything that you play? Does it serve you or does it harm you? So it's a very, very long-winded way of asking a simple question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah it's a, it, it, it's a good uh, question. It's it's not a, a great comparison as such because Liverpool have already won a trophy. Uh, no, but I, I know what you mean. I, I, I think it is pertinent with uh, you know with with the number of games Liverpool have got um, and uh, Klopp at being his his last season. But if you if you asked if you asked Celtic fans about that season I think a lot of them would say uh, that was a really memorable season albeit we didn't win anything in in the in the journey which we were we were on how exciting it was how how good a football was essentially you're right we ended up with nothing but but actually at the time None of the players were tired, and this is this is something we constantly hear. And it's a narrative, and I understand why people why people throw out this this narrative and uh, and the questions. You know, will it all be too much? All these games, and we've seen we've seen managers, we've seen Klopp moan about the number of games, we've seen Pep moan about the number of games. But you have to think about the negative effect it would have if players start thinking they're tired. And if managers keep telling them they're tired and they're tired and you're tired and you're tired, then maybe you start feeling it. But I don't I don't feel it didn't it didn't it did I didn't feel it with us in, in the two thousand and three season. Um you, you know we we just we were we were just crashing through game after game. You know, we lost on the last day um the the league. We lost by a goal on the last day and there were, you know Many many reasons uh, why that was, and then uh, you know the 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 UEFA final uh, was was a great journey, and then we you know ended up losing to Jose Mourinho's uh, Porto in extra time, um, but we had plenty of energy, and uh, I think Liverpool have shown that they've you know they've they've got that in abundance, and and then you, you're chucking the young players and the way that they have been like a breath of fresh air and, and you know, the, the, the support, everybody is believing and then everybody's thinking, well, you've mentioned Salah coming back, Nunes coming back, Soboslai coming back, the big guns are back, we're still in three competitions. You, you just as a player, you, you're, you're so pumped, the adrenaline is there and that, that takes you through. I mean, they must be, I mean, that takes you through. When you look back now, they must be the days of your lives. When you when you think when you look back yeah. and think about that, you know, yeah, of, and it's know. game after game, and you 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 barely train, and it's it's on to the next one, and you know you're on a roll, and and you have to, you you just you you get caught up in it. You don't focus on anything else, but you can't if 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 you if you think you're tired and and, and you have the negative influences, uh, or or I can't remember players around us it, in the squad at Celtic at that particular time. Who were you know rocking up and saying, "Well, we're knackered." It 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 wasn't the case. It was bring on the next game, and I think Liverpool feel that way, and they're, they're thinking bring on the next game. 
whoever we've got available. Before we finish, Tottenham um, at home to Palace on Sunday. We've not spoken about Tottenham and um, Ange Postacoglu for a, for a while, and a very they're, they're on a run of three wins out of seven. Um, I think Brighton, Bournemouth and Brentford are the three teams have beaten in that run. Um, lost at home to Wolves recently. Just want to ask you very quickly, the, despite all the fuss about Postacoglu and Tottenham, despite the entertainment, despite the, the, the style of football, the, the fifth at the moment, five points behind Villa with a, with a game in hand, if, and know it's a big if, if they didn't end this season in the Champions League positions, would that be... A, well, it would be a disappointment. Would that be a failure for Postacoglu given the way they started? Yeah, I, I just, uh, I mean, honestly, well, failure? Rel- relative to where they were when we, for example, when you and I went to see Ange for that interview back in October, November, when they failure, were flying. Failure, though. I mean, well, we, 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 we started this you know, podcast reading out your, your angry tweet, uh, you know, brainless, ignorant, embarrassing. Not angry one about, about the it. FA Cup draw. No, I know. I know you're not angry, but failure is. Well, what would outrageous. it be then? Apart from a big disappointment, what would well, it where be? Where, where did Tottenham finish last season? So, 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 how how are we viewing progress? I mean, se- mm. seriously. Yeah. And, and this is, and and I'm not saying you're saying this, but but the, the thing with Tottenham, I'm not I'm not angry about it. I'm not, I'm not aggravated about it. But are we? Are we? Are we? Maybe not us, but are people quick to forget what he took over, who he lost, where Tottenham finished last season, the brand of football uh, which they were playing, and then all of a sudden people become uh, people have become used to this brand of football. But then you know they're they're conceding goals uh, on the counter, they're leaving themselves wide open. But but this is this is this is what it is. And this is how Postacoglu plays, and and putting all the things into the equation, I think Tottenham fans are you know are, are really happy about where they are. But there's no doubt, and I thought this would happen next season that there will, there will be Tottenham fans who are saying, "Well, we've got to see games out better." Uh, you know, we need to be more defensive minded. That was always going to come, and there's inevitability about it. But it's what do you want? Didn't you, you your, of, your, didn't you have a couple of? Didn't you have a couple? Do you want your boring Conte's? Do you want your boring Mourinho's? Or do you want your, you know, your your Postecoglou who's just going to go for it? I, I, I'm with you on it, but I do also think that in terms of the money that obviously Champions League brings, etc. Um, I just think, and that's why I'm putting it out there, that if they did finish fifth and didn't, and Villa were good to get the fourth place, uh, or even Manchester United, who I suppose on the very fringes of it, I don't think it'll happen. Um, then I just wanted whether it would be a little what, bit like progress, a progress. Ian, would, what would oh, be a little, serious, serious point? Ser, serious point. Then, so, so you're saying so? So, so failure. Okay, failure Relative would be to where they were. But yeah, but you didn't, but you didn't say that. No, but, of course they have made failure, progress. But, but, of course they yeah, have. They have made progress. So how can how can just wonder if it would feel? Just wonder if it would feel a little bit like one of those rounds of golf where you go out and you know play play out your skin for the first sixteen holes and then and then go eight nine on 17 and 18 to kind of end up back where you normally are. I just wonder if it'll feel a little bit like... I'm happy with an eight and a nine. Yeah, me too. It's just a question. It's just a question, that's all. We're not digging out big Postacoglu. They've had a great season. I just think that it'd be interesting to see how they go between now and the end of the season because there's opportunities still... Do you think Tottenham fans will... 
Do you think Tottenham fans would think it's a failure? Well, football fans always moan, Chris. So yeah, there will be some Tottenham fans who think that it's a failure. But I'm, I'm not, I don't mean failure as in, has it not been a good season? The fifth position for Tottenham is a good season. I mean, from where, I'm repeating myself, I mean, from where they were, the way it started, the plaudits they were getting. There's a big opportunity with United on their arse and Chelsea on their arse and Newcastle on their arse. There's an opportunity for someone to take that fourth place. And, it's, and that opportunity may not be there next season because of those, some of those clubs might return to eminence. That's all. And I'm just saying if they don't make it, it, be, it, it would have missed be, out. Okay, well, there you go. There's a, there's a way to hook people into a podcast. Tottenham miss out, <laughs> says Chris. Tottenham, Tottenham disappointed to but miss the, out. But, but that's, Chris. come on. I'm glad you're not you, right. You've got to look at everything as a whole. I'm glad you're not right in my headlines. Sack him. Headlines. Sack him. Glad you're Failure. not right. Glad you're not writing my, my headlines, mate. Anyway, anyway, how's the mouse? What's happening with the mouse? The mouse in the house. The mouse. For, the well. The, the, for the those cats, who weren't listening on Monday, Chris Chris is on the road at the moment. He's been in Scotland for about a week and a half. And if you are, and if you do happen to catch any of this podcast on our social clips on uh, Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, TikTok, you'll you will you should be relieved to know that those curtains that are behind Chris at the moment are not his own. He is in, he is in a hotel. I think he does have better interior design uh, uh, options than that at home Apologies in Norfolk. Apologies to the Hilton so, Hotel in Glasgow. Oh, not the Hilton. Oh, blimey, I'm a, I've got a, I've got a uh, thing with the Hilton. Might have to edit this. That's all your points. Might have to edit your points. Exactly. <laughs> There's me diamond membership down the gurgle. Uh, and they still haven't, they still haven't replied. They still haven't apologised for the trade charts, by the way. Anyway, so anyway, let's go back. So people who weren't listening on, on Monday, um, in his absence, Chris's wife has found a mouse in the bedroom and rang him in a state of state of panic. Any uh, any progress? Any of the cat? Any of the any of the, any of the cats got at, at it yet? Well, yeah. I mean, as far, as far as I know, the the cat's having a good time because we normally don't let the cats upstairs, uh, and I, I think the mouse is cornered. I, th- I think the mouse is cornered, and uh, this is there's there's going to be a bit of a uh, a stake out here. For those who do, for those who don't listen regularly, Chris has uh, eight cats. Um, so if the cats don't win the battle against the mouse, then something's something is uh, going wrong. And as we speak, I'm looking out my window, and I can actually see my little cat Humphrey being driven off to the vet, where he's off to have his he's off to have his arthritis injections. Bless him. He's got arthritis, oh. in his, arthritis in his back legs, bless him. There we go. So you could maybe go. pop along with him, little two for one. <laughs> that's a very, very good point. Right, okay, I think that's us done. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Please remember to subscribe, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. It's really important. Let us know where you're listening from. And leave some comments in the show notes. And remember... The, the poll about who we think will go down along with Burnley and Sheffield United is still running on Spotify. So go there and vote for that. And please do let me know what should I do about my daffodils. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.